This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. This is Ezra Bick, and we're back for the weekly shiur on Perush Ramban to Pashat HaShavua, Perush Ramban Torah, according to the Pashat HaShavua. This week is Parshat Toledot. In the Pasha, in the beginning, when Yitzchak begins to travel because of the famine, and he comes to Gerar, to Eretz Plishtim, and God says to him, do not go to Mitzrayim, but remain in this land, and then God makes him a promise. Vakimoti avicha. I will fulfill for you the promise which I made to your father. And the reason why this promise was made is because Ekev Asher Shema Barham Bekoli Vayishmor Mishmati Mitzvotai, Chukotai, Vitorotai. So the Pasuk says, God says to Yitzhak that Avraham, a very special person, he had been a recipient of God's Bracha and God's promise about the inheritance of the land because he listened to God's word and he observed, Hushamar, Mishmeret, Mitzvot, Chukim, Chukot, Vitorot. Rashi interprets it, and Ramban quotes the Rashi. That what this means is that, basically, in great detail, Avraham Avinu observed the entire Torah, which is found in the Midrash, that Avraham Avinu not merely did he observe the entire Torah, but even Dinim the Rabbanan, Avraham Avinu observed. So Rashi explains, Vayishmor Mishmarti is Gzerot Lahachaka Kagon Shniot Lahayot Shvut Shabbat. The word Mishmeret doesn't usually appear in the Torah in the lists of different kinds of mitzvot. Yes, mitzvot, chukim, mishpatim. The word Mishmeret only appears once or twice in the Torah. And Chazal always interpreted to mean to add on. Lishmo, to, doesn't mean to observe, but to guard. Because the mitzvot of Rabbanan are there to, like an outer wall, to, to protect the Torah itself. You add on other isurim, asu siyag la mitzvot, make a fence around the Torah, meaning you add on uh, uh, prohibitions to protect, giving a wider range, like a no man's land, a wider uh, protective area, so that chas v'shalom, no one should possibly come to... Uh, Transgress a, a mitzvah di oraita. Uh, so that's how Rashi interprets here as well. And, but if that's true, that means that Avam Avinu observed Mishmarti, not the laws that God commanded, but the laws which were the protection for the laws which God commanded. Mishmarti, Rashi says, for example, Shniot la Arayot. There are certain kinds of forbidden marriages which are only forbidden midwa banan, relatives, that first degree relatives, second degree relatives, and Shvut the Shabbat. Avraham Avinu was Shomer Shabbat, even the, the Rabbanan of Shabbat. And the Medrash claims that when Avraham Avinu had to pursue the four kings who had attacked the five kings of Stom, it took place on Shabbat. And that's okay, but he had a problem with Truman. The distance was greater than the permissible distance which one is allowed to travel. And he saw the Rabbanan, according to most Boskim. But uh, even Isum the Rabbanan, Avraham Avinu observed. Rashi continues, 
מצוותיי, מצוות שאילו לא נכתבו דינו שיכתבו, מצוות על הלוגיקל, הרשיונל מצוות. For instance, גזר על שפיכות דמים, חוקות are the ones which are not so logical or not immediately logical, the ones which common sense does not dictate. Rashi gives example, is what, this is the way Rashi interprets the word chok all the time in the Torah, meaning laws, because God said that they're laws. Uh, he gives examples of Achilat Chazir, the Pishat Shatnes, She'ein ta'am badavar, Ela ha'melech gazar chuko al-abadav. Eating Chazir, wearing Shatnes, Rashi here says there is no reason for it. Uh, this is a well-known uh, apparent dispute. The Rambam in one of the Bukhim states unequivocally that there are no mitzvot which don't have a reason, but are merely decrees of the king. The king decrees because of a good reason. Uh, Rashi here and in one other place seems to say that there are some mitzvot she'ein tam and many people think the Rashi couldn't have meant it. The Rambam is clearly correct. The Rambam is agrees with the Rambam in Pashat Ki Tetzai. But even he doesn't pick a bone with Rashi at this point. Uh, merely the Rashi says that the Chukot are those less rational or those which were they not in the Torah, we would not have invented them ourselves. The Torot, Lavi, Torah Shebal Peh, Halacha Moshe Misinai. And so what a Torot is mitzvot, Chukim, uh, and Torot are other halachot which are not found in the Torah but are not the Rabbanan, the Duraita, halacha the Moshe Misan. It all adds up to meaning that God had said to Abraham, God had said to Yitzchak, excuse me, God had said to Yitzchak, your father Abraham, I promised him a promise, I made him an oath. Why? Because he observed the entire Torah. And, and Rashi, in fact, emphasizes even mitzvot Rabbanan. Which is what the Rabban concludes, is what Rashi meant. In Cain, Yekoze Banui Adat, Shayavraham This is based on the well-known opinion which appears in the Midrash, that Avraham observed the entire Torah even before it was given. How did he know that? So the Midrash describes, somewhat figuratively, that his two kidneys were like Fountains that poured forth the content of the Torah. Kidneys in Chazal are assumed to be the seed of wisdom. We would perhaps call either the brain or maybe the heart, but in any event, the kidneys. Uh, because he just he just knew it. He, he knew it from within. He, he had a direct source to understand the wisdom of the Torah, and therefore he he followed its dictates, even though he had not been commanded. Um, and this midrash, the Midrash applies this in a number of other places, not just for uh, Avraham, but for others as well. The famous case is when Yosef sent wagons uh, and, and uh, steers, young, uh, young oxen, to his father Yaakov. When he wanted him to come down, the Midrash says that it was a hint to remind him how they had been learning Egla Arufa. They used to learn Torah together before Yosef was sold. So here it doesn't say that they observed the mitzvot, but they were learning Torah before the Torah was given. And it mentions this pasuk, the Midrash bases on this pasuk, the idea that for the Avot, the Torah already existed. On this, the Ramban, the Ramban 
asks an important and famous question, we find that the Avot did not observe the Torah before it was given. And there's a direct contradiction between this understanding of Rashi in the Pasuk and the Midrash Chazal and the facts. Yesh Lishol, Imkain Heich Hekim Yaakov Matseva Vinasash Deyachayot. Two things that Yaakov did which are clearly Asur. One, he, he built a monument, Lakim Matseva, for God. Uh, in Beit El, and later on when he came back to Beit El, he made it again. Yaakov uh, took a stone and, and stood it up and uh, anointed it in the name of God. That's called a Matseva. But the Torah forbids making a Matseva. Two, he married two sisters. They are sisters, and it's a su. It's a Torah prohibition to marry two sisters. It's a kind of erva. Nonetheless, Yaakov did it. Kedat Raboteinu Arba. Just to make the question better, I'm not sure it makes much, much, much of a difference, but Ramban points out that according to the Major Shraba, Bila and Zupa were also sisters, and they were in fact sisters to Rachel Vilayah. They were all children of Lavan. Not just two sisters, but four sisters. Same issue, it doesn't really change the situation very much, but Ramban decides to rub it in. The Amram Gam, Amram, uh, the father of Moshe Rabbeinu, Nasa Dodato, Yocheved, was the aunt of Amram, which is a Isur Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, he came Shnei Masar Matzeva. Moshe Rabbeinu himself also uh, built 12 Matzevot on the border of the Yarden. So the Ramban is saying, look, it's before the Torah is given, you can say they don't have to. The prohibition to marry two sisters is in the Torah, the Torah it's before Sinai. So Yaakov is not bound, that's true. But if Avraham observed all the mitzvot, and that's what the Medrash says, that Avraham was the one who observed the whole Torah, it doesn't seem right to the Ramban that Yaakov doesn't. He says, if Abraham had already done these things, the father, the grandfather, and what's more, God had cited it as a good thing, in the Pasuk we're doing, uh, way back in Parshat Vayera, God had said that Abraham is going to command his children the other members of his household, to follow the way of God. So if Avraham, this is part of his way, he does all the mitzvot, didn't he tell his children to do it as well? And therefore, they should have been doing it as well. And yet we find that Yaakov uh, uh, transgressed, as he didn't observe, certain mitzvot of the Torah. In fact, Chazal have a drashah by Yaakov as well. Yaakov darshu shashamart shabbat v'kavat trumim. In Bereshit uh, Rabbah, it says that by Jacob as well, that he also observed Shabbat. So now the man says, well, you know, you can get out of it. We're going to hear his real answer soon. But the man is very honest. And therefore he gives another possibility. You know, well, maybe Shabbat was different. It could be that Yaakov did not observe the mitzvot. Only, only Avraham. But Shabbat... Shabbat's very important. Hishkula keneged kolatora kula. 
שהיא מעידה מעשה בראשית. שבת is universe, I think there are two points here. One, it says, שקולה כנגד כל התורה כולה. מצוות שבת is חסר state, the equivalent and importance of all the other מצוות. I think the man is saying, one, it's very, very important. So it could be that, you know, the volume is what the Shabbat was really uh, that Yaakov wanted to do. And two, it's Meidah Maseh Bereshit. In other words, it has universal meaning. See, the Avot are not Jews. They're pre-Jews. They're the antecedents of the Jews. Precursors of the Jews. So, Avon does all the mitzvot. Yaakov doesn't, but... Those mitzvot, which are not really Jewish mitzvot. I know it's only Jews observe Shabbat, but the meaning of Shabbat is Maseh Bereshit. So as an almost Jew, that's the first mitzvah that Yaakov did. Okay, that, that, that's the Ramban's first proposal. Abraham, yes, Yaakov not. Then he makes a suggestion that even if you learn the Pasuk like Rashi learned it, you can interpret that all the words refer to Sheva Mitzvot B'nai Noach kind of laws. Including the Rabbanan. The interesting one here is the first one, Mishmati. Mishmati means the added halachot. A very Torah concept of Yisraelim the Rabbanan. Rabbanan says, no, maybe. Avraham Avinu observed the Mishmati Shniyot L'Achayot Sheva B'nai Noach. Crosses out Shabbos prohibitions. But as we pointed out, Rashi also said, Shniot Larayot, the rabbinic ordinations of forbidden sexual relations. He says, well, that he could have done as well. Why? Not because Chazal made Xeva. Avraham Avinu was not subject to the Sanhedrin. But because he's observing Shemes Noach and because he loves God, so he himself added, out of his love of God, to protect God's law, just like Torah law requires a Mishmeret, so B'nai Noach law, in Avraham Avinu's eyes, requires a Mishmeret as well. Uh, and then, of course, the Mitzvot was Gezel, the logical ones, they really apply to B'nai Noach, stealing and, and, and murder, and other certain halachot. And the Torah he says, are Dinim and Avodah Zarah, uh, which aren't purely logical. You have to know God to know that it's a suit to commit idolatry, but they do apply to B'nai Noach as well. Um, and maybe some other mitzvot as well, which were logical. For instance, there's another medrash that says that when God blessed Yitzchak b'me'ash arim, in, in, our, in this week's parasha, Yitzchak uh, planted in Eretz Plishtim, and he was very successful in agriculture. Remember that Avraham Avinu was mostly or only a, a shepherd. His, his richness was in flocks. But Yitzchak, aside from having flocks of sheep, also settled a little bit more. He, he, he was a farmer. And it says that he had me'ash arim, a hundred measures. The hundred measures, the term, appealed to Chazal. Why is it important to have a hundred? Why not a hundred and twenty? Why not a hundred and seventeen? But a hundred is the way we measure Jewish crops when we're interested in giving trumot masrot, because... Trumat uh, Maser is a tenth and Trumat Maser is a tenth of a tenth and therefore when you're going to give Trumat Maser you, you divide everything into hundreds so you know how much to give you give ten out of, the, ten out of a hundred portions to the Levim and one to the Kohanim and so the Chazal say that uh, Yitzchak Avinu had a hundred portions because he had actually been physically 
measured into a hundred because he was giving ma'isot. So the Ramban says, it's true, there's no mitzvah of Sheva mitzvot b'nei Noach. There's no Noach law to give Masrod. But it's a, it's a logical thing. amim. They were themselves generous in, in people. And therefore they gave Masrod to, to the poor. Or to Kohanei Hashem. The concept of Kohana exists before the Torah. How do we know that? Avraham Avinu, after the story of Sodom, gave a portion, gave a Trumotu Masrot to Malkitzedek Melech Shalem, who was a Kohen Lekel Elyon. So there are Kohanim of God, people who serve God among the nations, and perhaps Yitzchak gave Trumotu Masrot him, not obligatory, but that's what it means. He was, he was doing mitzvot before the mitzvot existed in a slightly different manner. Um, Okay, second explanation. Now the man gets to the real explanation. Chazar said that the Avot observed the Torah, so did Yaakov, and it means all the Torah. But I'll tell you what it means. Now this is the Chiddush of the Ramban. In my opinion, this is what Chazar meant. Shalamad Avraham Avinu HaTorah Kula. Avraham Avinu learned and knew the entire Torah. Beruach HaKodesh. But he was a prophet. And the Holy Spirit that settled on Abba Mavinu informed him of the, of the contents of the Torah. And he engaged it. He learned Torah the way we learned Torah. Better. He, he, he engaged in understanding the reasons for the mitzvot and sodotea. Sodotea, the secrets which according to the Ramban, the Ramban's terminology for secrets means the secrets of the Kabbalah. And therefore he observed it all. Even though he was not commanded. But now the crucial point. He only observed. Avram Avinu only observed the mitzvot in Eretz Yisrael. And so did his children. And the example, the prime example you brought of non-observance of Torah by Yaakov Avinu, that he married two sisters, Yaakov married two sisters when he was in Chutzlaretz, when he was still in Aram. And this observance of the mitzvot before they were given was only in Eretz Yisrael. Amram, Amram who married his and it was in Mitzrayim. You'll say, why? If they're very observing the mitzvot, why only in Israel? Six words of the Ramban, which encapsulate an entire theory, an entire uh, philosophy of the Ramban. Ki ha-mitzvot mishpat elokei ha-aretz hem. Four. The mitzvot of the Torah are the law of the God of the land. Even though we, meaning you and me, the Ramban and the Jews, have been commanded as a chovat haguf, as a personal obligation, everywhere, but the mitzvot from themselves are not a personal obligation, but they are a 
Mishpat Elokei Haaretz Heim. They are the law of the God of the land. This idea, he says, is found in Chazal. He's apparently referring to a Safi which he quotes in Parshat Ekev, Tzivilach Tziyunim. Safi says that you should observe mitzvot in Chutz Laaretz so that you'll know how to do them when you come back to Eretz Yisrael. It's an extraordinary Safi. Much more extreme when you first read it than would appear from the Mabad himself that you don't really have to do mitzvot and chutzlats, except that we want to keep in shape. I return to explain what I think the Ramban means, but let me just finish finish what he says. This took, case, this took care, care of the marrying the two sisters. The second case he mentioned was the matzeva, putting up the stone monument. So that, the Ramban really gives another answer. Matzeva mitzvah Mitzvah is really different. It really was mutter. And only became also at a particular day, not necessarily the day the Torah was given in Har Sinai. God actually changed his mind about it. When the Metzibah is also, it says it's also because God hates it. And the Chazal learned that he hates it now. But it had been, by the Avod, God had wanted it. So Metzibah is an exception. All Mitzvot are not dependent on time. If God commands the Jews in Sinai, then Avraham Abinu knows it's a good thing to do beforehand. Matzeva is an exception. It really was once good and became bad. Without explaining why. Uh, now it's true that Yosef HaTzadik observed Shabbat according to a different Midrash even when in Mitzrayim. That really contradicts us. So he falls back when he said before. Shabbat is different. Shei shkula kenegel kol ha-mitzvot. Fi shehi eidut al-chidush ha-olam. For a second, but why do you do it? So it's very important. But why do you do it? I just said that Mitzvot have no meaning in the Chutzlaretz. They're not obligatory at all. And I even hinted that even today they're not really obligatory. They're only obligatory because God, because God said so. But somehow not, they don't have the, the, the nature of being natural law. So he says, well, Yosef, he was worried about his children. They were living among Egyptians, with Egyptians, and he wanted to teach them not to observe, not to uh, uh, commit idolatry. And Shabbat is a good method of keeping people in the worship of God, because it reminds them who created who created the world. Okay, this idea of the Ramban is a very famous, very, very important principle in the Ramban. Ki mitzvot mishpat elokei ha'aretz heim. The Ramban explains it at somewhat more length than other places. I don't have enough time to read it, so I will summarize the Ramban. Maybe when we get to some of those other parashiyot, specifically Ekev, Pashat Ekev and Sefer Dvarim, but we mentioned it before as well, the Ramban develops this theory. That the world is run by natural law. And there are local rulers. Which God has put in charge of different countries. Who were then called Saroshel Isav. Saroshel Madai. In the visions of Daniel. So Daniel sees the angel who represents different nations. Rabban says, yeah. God has appointed like dukes. He's appointed governors for different provinces. Of course, God is king of the world. But he has governors running different principalities, different provinces. But Eretz Israel is the home territory of God. It's a bit feudal. If you think of the way the feudal system was run. So the king of France was the king of all France. Uh, underneath them, there were different dukes who had 
provinces which were theirs, but there also was an area which was the estate, the feudal estate of the king of France. King of France was the ruler of, uh, I think this is correct, I'm not sure, he was the ruler of Paris, he was the ruler of Champagne, and the Duke of Burgundy was the ruler of Burgundy, and he was supposed to be loyal to the king of France. So Eretz Yisrael is God's home territory. He's the direct king. There's no angel, no sar. And the Torah is the local law. It's the constitution of Eretz Yisrael. If you live in Eretz Yisrael, you observe the Torah because it's the laws which apply here. Theoretically, when you leave the territory, the law should not uh, obligate you anymore. If you're overseas, then you don't have to follow the local laws. As if we will say that God wants the Jews to follow these laws all the time. But the reason, the true reason for following the laws is because it's Mishpat Elokei Ha'aretz. Dombayn points out the uh, story found in uh, Sefer Menachim when the Jews um, uh, were sent out. Uh, they went to Galut, Eretz Yisrael, and other people came to live there. When the Jews came back, Eretz Yisrael was populated by other peoples and they didn't observe certain laws. Mishpat Elokei Ha'aretz And God sent lions who, who devastated them and therefore they sent to some of the Jews to, to tell them what are the, what are the local laws. When they lived in Chutz Laaretz, they also observed idolatry. That was, that was so terrible. God didn't chase them. If they're living in Eretz Israel, they have to observe the local law and therefore God more or less pushed them and forced them to at least accept some of the basic principles of the Torah. This is a major theme in the Ramban. And what I think it means is as follows. The mitzvot, in the connection here to Avraham Avinu, mitzvot have meaning. They're not merely decrees of the king. They have meaning. Therefore, Avraham Avinu will observe them because they're good. As Ramban stressed, Avraham Avinu observed the Torah, not because he was obligated, but as one who was not commanded, but fulfilled it. Why does one fulfill mitzvot and one is not commanded to do? Because they're good. So God didn't tell me to do it, but but they're good. About that, the Ramban says, that's only in Eretz Yisrael. The, the inner meaning of mitzvot is intricately bound up with being Be'eretz HaKodesh. Ramban doesn't explain the details here, nor does it explain the details anyplace else. But, of course, Ramban himself the meaning of mitzvot is connected to a certain Kabbalistic system, which Ramban is one of the founders of. But but that, that point isn't really important. It doesn't stress that point here. The point is is that living like a Jew has real meaning in Eretz Yisrael, and Avraham Avinu voluntarily does that because he wants that meaning. But Ramban implies is that in Chutz Laaretz, that meaning doesn't exist. And therefore, if you're not commanded, there's no point in doing it. Why are Jews commanded in Chutzlaret to do mitzvot? Because God wants them, the Sifri says, to stay in shape. I, I think it means a little bit more than that. You are a citizen of Eretz Yisrael, even if you're in Chutzlaret. Because you're Jews. But that only applies after you became Jews. That only applies after Matan Torah. It doesn't make any sense for pre-Jews, for Avraham Yitzhak and Yaakov, to do mitzvot in Chutzlaret. Because one, it has no meaning in of itself. 
And two, it, it's not part of their identity. So there's a, something called a chovat haguf. If you're a Jew and you're a benet, you're a citizen of Eretz Israel, so you have to do it even though it has no internal meaning. Two, if you live in Eretz Israel, you have to do it because, or you should do it, or you want to do it, because it has this meaning as being all part of living b'nachalat Hashem, <coughs> excuse me, living under God's tutelage, under God's hands, under God's kingship, within God's domain, and people who live in God's domain fulfill God's fulfill God's law. So therefore, and includes even things like certain kinds of arayot. That's a fact. Certain laws of incest are commanded to all humanity. But some are only for Jews. The ones only for Jews aren't basic morality. They're mishpat elokei ha'aretz and the Ramban, what the Ramban really implies is that the obligation to be a Jew is not dependent on place. But the meaning, the true meaning, the highest meaning of the Jewish life, which we call Torah Mitzvot, only, he doesn't say it's only obligatory in Eretz Yisrael. We're not talking about obligation here. It only exists. The meaning only exists in Eretz Yisrael. Avraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov aren't looking for obligations, but they're looking They're looking for meaning, irrespective of obligation. And as soon as Yaakov is not in the borders of Eretz Israel, he has no reason to observe Mitzvah. There is no such meaning. It's very extreme. No meaning whatsoever. But, if he's in Eretz Israel, then both Avraham and Yaakov and Yitzhak as well they voluntarily, because they wish to be close to God, they wish to have spiritual lives, they wish to, to have lives which have meaning. And the meaning is, Hashem in the land of God's sovereignty, in the land of God's kingship, so we will be Avdei Hashem. We will be He, those who fulfill that meaning and thereby spiritualize, spiritually give meaning to, to our lives. That's how the Ramban explains Da'at Rabotenu. If Chazar said that the Avot observed the mitzvot, that's what they meant. Of course, he points out, you could interpret this entire passage completely differently than Rashi and say that's not talking about mitzvot and just, just saying that Avraham Avinu did whatever God told him to do. God told him to, to sacrifice his son. He did it. He told him to go to Israel. He did it. He was, a, he was a servant of God. But according to Rabotenu, who interpret Chazal, who interpret the observance as being observance of the mitzvot, the tayag mitzvot, and not the private commands of God, then Ramban says, once you make that assumption, I will give you the pshat. Mitzvot exist primarily, internally, metaphysically, because they are bound up with the land in which God's Shekhinah is found. And that is Eretz Yisrael, and it's not. Absolutely not, appears from the Ramban. 100% not in, in Chutzlats. That's what the Ramban has to say. We, of course, remember that Ramban lived in Chutzlats. He lived in Spain. And he spent only his last few years in Eretz Israel when he left Spain. And as quite an old man, he landed in Akko, visited Yushalayim, and uh, died shortly thereafter. 
But he did, in fact, finish his life in in Eretz in Eretz Israel. And that's it for today. That's the Ramban for, for this week. We'll be back next week, of course, with Ramban on the next Pasha. This has been KMTT. Kimitzion Tetzei Torah Udvar Hashem Mi Yerushalayim. Koltov.